It's like this little dirty little bass line. I don't fucking care. Can we move on to a new segment, please? Welcome to Just Two Fans, a sports show about sports. Obviously. About life. Because sports are life. And about just whatever the hell we feel like talking about. So, uh, let's go. What is up, everybody? What is happening? I'm Jamie Friedlander. That's Eli Johnson. That's me. And if you're wondering why I either sound a little bit robotic or or you can hear about a thousand fans going on in the background, it's because it Oregon is uh kissing the sun yeah, on dude. the mouth. Yep. It is so fucking hot here, I cannot turn off my AC or my fans to record, otherwise I might die. So I apologize in advance for either me sounding a little weird because my noise floor is so high. Or I'm just not gonna not just gonna put a noise floor on it and you're just gonna have to deal with my fan noise. It happens. You know? You have to deal with Jamie coughing the whole time. Yeah, I have a cold from my son. It's not COVID, don't worry. <laughs> I wasn't but, worried, dude. Uh, fucking sixteen hundred miles away. I'm not worried at it, all. It still sucks. <laughs> um so you know, turns out when you like go out and do stuff again and see people you get like these normal illnesses that just kind of disappeared for a year. No, dude, everything's COVID. All right. <laughs> <laughs> everything. If you have the runs COVID, all right, <laughs> you break an ankle. It's because you have COVID. Yeah. Duh. All right. Yeah. Duh, dude. Just wake up, Jamie. <laughs> all right. Sheeple. Oh, don't everything be gross. COVID. Don't be gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> I won't be gross. But my sound might be a little gross. Uh, so, listener, I apologize in advance, but you're going to have to deal with it because your boy is big and won't so be comfy. Or you just don't want to die in your room of heat stroke sitting in your chair. Yeah, well, that too. But, like, comfy also, you know? That's fair. I don't blame mm-hmm. you. I mean, it was it was 100 here a couple weeks back, like 104. And that was miserable, and it's like dry here, although it's yeah. dry in Central Oregon. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, in Central Oregon it's pretty dry, but like, um, it was like 112 yesterday. Yeah, that's that's hot no matter like, what. Here, I don't care thing, how dry like, it is; it's fucking hot. The AC in my house is not like central or working that well, <laughs> um, so I have like a unit in my room, and it is struggling to keep up. Uh, it's, it's actually it's doing okay tonight. Yeah, uh, because it's only 88 at 8 p.m. Um, you know, not a big deal. Uh, but um, you know, it's keeping up a little bit tonight. But when it was a couple of days ago, 102 at 8 p.m. Uh, you know, didn't do so hot. Uh, so we're we're just keeping it on. We're keeping it on, kiddos. So I don't blame you at all. Yeah, it it's hot, man. We're gonna start the show. With an oldie, but a goodie. Oh, um, Beer of the Week? No. That's coming up oh. later, though. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, guest number two. Um, We are going to play Magic the Gathering <laughs> over <laughs> Skype. And that is how we start the show, because we've done that 
so many times. Oh, so many times. All the time. So many times. Nope, like, it's podium. all the time. Like always, or used yeah. to be always. We kind of went away from podium for a little bit. We're bringing it we back. We did kind of go away from Magic the Gathering. Um, so. <laughs> I can't, you're delirious. It's official. It's hot, dude. Yeah. I, your boy doesn't like being hot. I'm a, I'm a winter boy, you know? I'm a uh, yeah, fall 100%. Boy. Me too. I live well, in Colorado for I'm a reason. Boy. Autumn yeah. boy. Or, you know, spring's good too. Fall's better, but fall, cause spring's, spring's good too. Fall's better because football. I mean, duh. But, you know, those those temperate weather seasons. Yeah, those are those are the money, you know? So fall is better because like the spring blizzards that we get in Colorado kind of suck. Yeah, for sure. But, but anyway, but fall's sick. Anyway, podium. How do we want to start it. this? Well, I think we start from bronze. Yeah, we do. But which one of these is bronze? See, listener, we have like a list, and it's somewhat organized. But like I'm gonna, we I'm don't play name the listener them. here and not and not play us here. All right, <laughs> I'm playing the listener. I'm gonna say golf should be bronze. <laughs> I mean it. What? Yeah, there's fair, two that could be bronze. Incredible golf. There's two that could be bronze, but you already said it, so we're gonna start with golf. The U.S. Yeah. Open happened two weeks ago. The reason we're talking about it now is because we took an unexpected hiatus for a couple yes. weeks. Yes. Yes. Um, and it was phenomenal. It was everything that I wanted. And Sunday was crazy. Yeah. And John Rahm gets his little revenge. After his COVID, COVID absence. Yeah. Fantastic. Just sank two unbelievable putts on 17 and 18 to give him the lead. Louis Oosthuizen kind of blew it on 17, hitting the ball into the hazard. Um Bryson DeChambeau had a two-stroke lead after nine and then completely imploded on the back Just nine. Just shit the bed on totally the back Totally shit the bed. He shot a 44 on the back yep, nine. Yep, yep. I mean, and it what was... What was the last time a pro shot a 44? Oh, I'm sure it happens more than we I know it think, does happen a lot. <clears throat> shut up. But, like, you know what I mean. Not a pro that's in contention on Sunday, usually. Yeah. That doesn't happen very often. The last nine is not generally a 44. No. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so, it was just, it was great to watch. And the U.S. Open is always fun because watching these guys struggle just gives me some sort of weird inner joy. Well, yeah, because it, it shows that. Everybody kind of sucks at golf. Oh, yeah, but that said, you know, watching these guys struggle on that course, I would have shot 150. <laughs> we just have to live in our delusional world where we're like, you know what? I think I could have contended there. You know, Bryson shot a 44. That's about what I shoot sometimes. So that's probably <laughs> the same thing. I'm as good as Bryson DeChambeau sometimes, you know? That's where we live, all right? Yeah. That's our sweet spot, Jamie, because we're good golfers for the most part, you know, and, but, you know, obviously not. I mean, we are on their level sometimes. See, this is where we live. We have Mentally shots we yes. that could be <laughs> professional golf shots. They this is are where just we live. happen one time every 18 holes. Yeah, uh, that's pretty generous. I'd say almost like a half time every <laughs> 18 holes. That's fair. <laughs> but, like, I, I'd like, the thing it's funny because the U.S. Open was crazy. It was cool. Uh, the travelers, excuse yeah. me, sir. Yeah, he said absolutely oh, insanity. 
like those two i i can't even think of their names right now harris english and kramer hickok those two like there was a glitch in the matrix i'm pretty sure watching uh this these this playoff yeah i mean okay so the leaderboard on this was nothing special right like you don't have like brooks is up there tied for fifth um but other than that like jason day was in contention on saturday but his back was falling apart other than that like there were not big names on this list by any means but harris english and kramer hickok went into an eight hole playoff isn't isn't it after 11 they just call it yeah 11's the most ever um i thought i thought 11 is when they just say you guys tied like i don't know i don't know if there's ever a tie i don't think they can tie i literally think it's like if they have to go into the next day they will play the next but um it's never gone more than 11 this is tied for the second most playoff holes of all time and they just i mean it was as soon as somebody made a putt that you thought would win it the next guy made a better putt it was absolutely insane or or it'd be the opposite whereas like he missed a long putt um and then the next guy hit missed a short putt that was very makeable yep and it almost looked like on almost every hole they were just mirroring each other with shots because they i mean there was a point that neither of them knew who was out because their putts were the exact same length a rules official had to come in and say who was putting it and that's how the entire thing went if one of them missed a tee shot right, the other missed it left into the bunker. If they were, if one of them got in the fairway, the other one went in the fairway. It was absolutely insane. Great television. If it was, you know, can you imagine if this was Brooks and Bryson in a playoff like that? Oh, I want it. I want it, dude. I, I want, want that so bad. But it was phenomenal golf. If you're a golf fan at all, I hope you watched it. It was great. Um, so I want to give like a kind of a uh, 1B. <laughs> right. Um, and it is a it is for a sport that is derived from the sport you and I play and love. Ah, this is yes. disc golf. We're going to talk about disc golf a little bit. Yes. Somebody, somebody on our, someone on our listener base actually wants to hear our opinion on disc golf. And I'm, I'm going to give you my opinion real quick. Love disc golf. Love it. So much fun. Um, don't ever tell me that I play ball golf. That is my only stipulation to me being cool with disc golf. That has yeah, happened no. to me before. I, I was I was saying, oh yeah, I went golfing this weekend, and this lady looks at me. And she goes, oh, you mean ball golf? That's where I draw the line, disc golfers. That's where absolutely I draw the line. not. Don't <laughs> do sorry, not. I'm do gonna be that. an old craggy man here. No, yeah, this that is, is a, where I draw the line. This is a get off my lawn moment. Oh, 100%. Get off my... New segment idea, get off my lawn. Yeah. Um, Get off my lawn. I play golf. You play a sport derived from golf, so you have to change the name of your sport. Yeah, it is not ball golf. Get the fuck out. <laughs> that being said, disc golf, super fun. I had a buddy who went pro for a year. I went and play, watched him play a couple times. Super impressive. Yeah. They can do shit. Like, it's, it's oh, crazy. yeah. It's insane. Super fun. Um. The world championships just happened. And mm-hmm. this guy, James Conrad, wins it on an ace. And this is this is I 
Was it that or was it? No, I think he went into the he playoffs. Went to, he went to the playoffs with uh, an, like, ace. an insane shot. I don't know if it was an ace, but it was like 319 feet, yeah. which for people who don't know uh, disc golf, that's really hard to throw a disc 319 feet into a uh, like meter wide basket, maybe. It's not very hard in ball golf. <laughs> it's still pretty hard. <laughs> Like it's still pretty hard. No, yeah, it's for sure. Uh, I hard. mean, how many people? You, that, no, that's no, no. Stiffing it. That's that's, that's stiffing uh, a hundred yard shot. Yeah, no, it's hard. I was I was trying to get a rise out of you. Oh, and it didn't no. work. I'm, I'm gonna. I'll you know. I'm gonna defend that. I'm gonna defend it. I called it ball golf. That was the whole. Oh, I didn't. I, I see. I <laughs> I'm I'm I didn't even notice it. Uh, Man, but yeah. Here was, I am. Just if you haven't to... seen the video, if you haven't seen the video. Watch uh-huh. it. Yes. I did because see it. it is absolutely insane. One, yeah, and the crowd like, goes like fucking bananas. Yeah, and if it, if that doesn't get you fired up to go watch actually this sport, like, you got, like, just go do it. Like, I, I swear to God, like, uh, when I, when my buddy was like, yeah, I'm going pro in disc golf. You want to come watch me in Portland? I was like, yeah, sure, that's fine. I was expecting to be kind of this loosey-goosey, like, whatever chill event. It looks like a PGA event. Like straight up, it looks that's like impressive. It. Except like you can walk with the players because it's not quite that level yet, right? Uh, but like there was, I mean, thousands of people there, both times I went. It, it, like it's it's a growing sport, man. Uh, like we might actually have to cover it at some point, like in depth. <laughs> like that's it's growing and it, nice. it's just cool. It's fun to watch the atmosphere at those places are top notch. Cool, a lot of. A lot of funny smells in the air, though. Oh, I bet. catch my drift. Yeah, that Bob. is definitely a weed sport. A weed sport. It 100% <laughs> is, and it's fantastic. Go watch the video. James Conrad, um, World Championships 2021. Maybe Super cool you video. could post it on our socials. <laughs> we post stuff on social Hey, we do. We, we do We now. have been... More we, we active did, on the social medias. We breaking news. Yeah, we did have breaking news. You want to say we're what still that was? Seeing if it's actually going to come true or not. Yeah, but, but do like, you want to go over it? Since you know we already broke it on social media, so we might as well break it on the air. Yeah, I, I mean the thing is, is uh, I have it on a very good source uh, that Carmelo Anthony is um, preparing for his retirement. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to retire this year. Um, I think it just means if he doesn't love his options, he's going to. Um, it means but, he has one or two choices in mind, and if those don't pan out, he's retiring. He's yeah, not so, just going to go somewhere to be the sixth man on some random team. If he's going to go somewhere, he's going to go somewhere to win a championship, and that's it. Yeah, so the Lakers or the Nets. The Suns? Or the Suns. <laughs> or the Suns, question mark? I don't. Um, I think his relationship with Denver is so bad that he wouldn't. But I would love to see Melo retire as a Nugget. That would be great. That'd be great. Um, But, yeah. Uh, So, a good, it's a good, reliable source that he is preparing to announce a retirement. Doesn't necessarily mean he is actually going to do it. But, hopefully. I, I Well, here's the thing, Jamie. Selfishly now, I'm hoping Carmelo Anthony <laughs> retires. Yeah, it gives so we're us, right. It gives us legitimacy, makes people think that we actually know what we're talking about instead of just two guys sitting on here bullshitting about sports and guessing at shit. Um, you know, maybe 
maybe we get more sources then and we have more things to break. That would be fun. And then this podcast becomes the Adam Schefter or the Wodge for the next generation. That would be nuts. <laughs> I mean, head in the clouds here, Hey, boys. it's going to happen. We need to get it. better at social media for that to, you know, ah, come to fruition. You know, at that point, we'll just have somebody do it for us. Yeah, true. All right. Somebody will just do it for us. We'll just be like, hey, boop, boop, boop. You, this is my tip. Intern, you do it. Do this. Make, intern, make good. Mike, <laughs> no, Mike, do it. <laughs> no, he was fired. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy, dude. Um, okay. So I think we're on silver. <laughs> we are on silver. And the After College changes. World Series just ended. Literally, like, 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State won their first ever collegiate national championship. Yeah, and that, that that's not just baseball. First ever collegiate national championship in any For sport. For the school, yeah. Cool. That's insane. Cool. That is an yeah. insane stat. After game one, when uh, Vandy won like seven to one or something like that, I was like, yep. well, this is over. Yep. Turns out. Turns wrong. out it was not because Mississippi State came back with vengeance and, uh, yeah, whooped some wholesale ass in game two and three. Um, I'm going to go on full record here and say that college softball is a thousand percent more entertaining than college baseball. I don't disagree with that at all. I will watch college softball over college baseball all day, every day. 100%. I, I'm just saying. Because I, like, I, like, I had it on last night. I wasn't paying attention. I, it, it doesn't captivate. I mean, now that's obviously different if Oregon's in it, right? But I will watch college softball almost regardless of who's in it. Because it's entertaining. Yeah. No, I same. I, I watched a lot of the College World Series or Softball World Series this year. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I, I'm, I, it's I'm it's going honestly on like it's faster paced. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just better. Right. And baseball, I don't know. It's hard in baseball because you got like at the same time as the College World Series, you have. MLB baseball happening. And what and am I, what would I rather watch? You're watching Two random a product. Yeah. yeah. I'm watching an inferior product. Now you could say the same thing. NBA is happening during March madness, but March madness is a different animal. Yeah. Altogether. Yeah. I'm not watching that necessarily for the quality of the game. It's the stories and the, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's just, you're different. watching that for the intangibles of the event rather yeah. than the right actual basketball. Right. Um, there was a little bit of a black mark on the College World Series, and that is NC State's unceremonious exit from the College World Series. They were basically, they not basically, they were forced out due to COVID protocol, uh, which at this point, um, and, and it was weird because, and I don't have the full story up in front of me, but it was like, it wasn't the players that tested positive right it was some sort of weird contact tracing thing that kept these players out and the coach wouldn't well, say if they were vaccinated or not uh it turns out that uh i just saw a news story earlier that uh eight of the players have the delta variant of covid-19 okay so that's that's a little yeah. different so maybe yeah. it's not so bad. I mean, but like when they first announced it, they weren't saying why. 
They were like, it was COVID protocols. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. I, that, and here's, here's, there's, there's like a little bit of like irksome in this for me. And that is like, the fans were there. A hundred percent of them. That stadium and, was full every game. And, and, and so it's like, I, I get it on some level, right? Like the players, they have, they, they are in a control bubble. Right. Um, but like, why is it that there was, you know, a hundred percent capacity? Nobody's checking masks. Nobody's checking vaccination history for these people there, but the players have to go through it. If it was contact tracing at the time, maybe they did already test positive and that's kind of different. Yeah. And they just didn't tell us. I, I don't, we don't know the whole situation. Uh, but it was just kind of like, I mean, there's a it's lot an, of people there. It's another NCAA just putting their thumb down and squeezing as hard as they can is, yeah. is the feeling that I got from it. Yeah, that's kind of what it, I, f- I felt that way to you. Uh, kind of now hindsight, maybe not, but uh, <laughs> that's what it felt like. At the but time, they didn't sure. come out. and I don't know. It's well, they're being shady still. That's a fucking NCAA. <laughs> they're always going to be shady. That's what they do. So the, fire Mark Emmert, dude. Fire that fuck. Although, going into our gold, uh, some good news have have come out of the Mwah. NCAA. Just kiss, my dude. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the Supreme Court has ruled in favor of NCAA athletes being able to make money off of their likeness, their appearances, their endorsements, stuff like that. Finally. Finally. So I used to be kind of against this. I'm not gonna lie to you, because I was like, well, like, yeah, they don't get paid outwardly, um, but at the same time, like, they, so they don't get paid outwardly, out, outwardly, but they get you know forty to fifty thousand dollars free tuition and housing stipend, yada yada yada, right? Um. But then I keep seeing stuff like uh, there was a player from like some small school wide receiver who uh, he started a YouTube channel and it was able to make start making money. And he had to they had to sit him down in a room and make him choose between a fucking YouTube channel and being a D1 athlete. Yeah, it, that's fucking it's one stupid. of these things that I I think the answer falls somewhere in the middle. Me, me personally, right? Because I, I much like you was on the, on the, yeah, we're not actually giving you money to play your sport, but you're getting a free education. You know, you're, you have access to the best facilities in the world for a lot of these guys, um, at least the top D one athletes. Yeah. Right. So that's, and that was kind of an ignorant stance on my point because like you, like I just didn't realize how <clears throat> constricted they were with some of this. Um, you know, I always felt that they should be able to sign, like sell their signature. Like that is stupid. You, like you're, yeah, it's dumb that they can't capitalize on their success. That, that always rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and like, yeah, like, you know, now they can make money off like Twitch and stuff like that, which is cool. Well, and- uh, and that, like the YouTube channel that you were talking about, his YouTube channel had nothing to do with football. It's not like he was capitalizing on his football career. Well, no, I mean it did because he was like kicking field goals with celebrities and stuff. Like he was, but it had, but he was, it wasn't like 
here is my YouTube channel of my game. Like, right? Like, he's not... Yeah. He's not capitalizing on the product. Yeah. Right? I, it just didn't make any sense. Well, and I mean, me. and one, one good thing about this, too, is now they will be able to sell jerseys with names on them, which I fucking love, because now they can pay those players to have their name on the jersey, and that's cool to me. Like, why not have stuff like that? Right. I would have bought a Marcus Mario. I probably would have bought every Marcus Mariota jersey ever made. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or DAT. Or Especially like, that throwback one oh, that they wore. I, yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, man. So good. Or like a Kayvon Thibodeau uh, Ohana jersey. Yep. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yep. Those things were fucking sick. Mm-hmm. So, good. I think it's this a good is thing good. all around, though. Yeah. It's all good. Um, progress. All good stuff. It, I mean, it sucks that it took the Supreme fucking court to tell the NCAA that they're basically... Stealing. Stealing from these kids essentially well they couldn't even get like part-time jobs uh this would not fly in any industry other than college athletics no way ridiculous no no other industry in the united states (laughs) would this even come close to being allowed like i mean the thing is like the crazy part is like if one of us had gotten famous during our time at college we could have done both yeah the only difference is they were an athlete fuck that yeah yeah, like I, yeah, stupid. It's like, really I mean, dumb. I would get it, like, if, if they were off, like, going doing, like, pornos also, but, or something. But the other thing is, like, what does it hurt? Who, who does, what does it affect? Nothing. Why, well, why can't the, a player. The argument, the argument was always, well, equi- like, equality among the players, like, an offensive lineman isn't going to be no, able to go sell cars. No, fuck that. Or, There's no, that doesn't exist in the real well, also, world. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's, this isn't, that's not the real world anymore. Like equality I mean, of podcasts. I have just as many followers as Scott Van Pelt. Fuck off. Uh, no, I no. need the I need all the same money that Scott we, Van we Pelt have, gets. Yeah, we need all the same money that Joe Rogan makes. Yeah, all of it. It he needs to come podcast, to me too. We have a podcast. Yep. Same thing. Stupid argument. That is a dumb argument. But that was always the argument, and I never agreed with. I never agreed with that. Like that was. I was just like, so what? Like I fucking go buy offensive lineman jerseys. Hell yeah, dude. Well, I mean, there probably won't be available, right? Like, you have to earn it. Yeah. you I, Just like anything, you think NFL players, like NFL players make money off of their jersey sales. Do you think the offensive line is going to make a whole lot of money off their jersey no, sales? No, but they know what they are. Although I think Panay Sewell, <clears throat> I think he, one of his, his, his jerseys is in like the top 10 sellers right now. Yeah, I mean, top draft picks always sell pretty you know pretty high to start at least but yeah i you know what you are right like if you're a defensive tackle that is just a run stopper you're probably not going to sell a lot of jerseys von yeah, miller an edge rusher is going to sell a shitload of jerseys that just that's how it works i i yeah no issue with that at all none great none good for them about time the NCAA did something to make their sport better. They were forced into it. Let's not let's not give much praise here. Fair point. This Fair was point. absolutely forced, and if the NCAA had their choice, they would not be doing this. 
<laughs> they have made that abundantly clear. <laughs> That's a fair point. Uh, so we did. Um, we did talk about how, like, I I brought up the disc golf thing because we asked on Facebook because we post on Facebook sometimes. Um, what you guys wanted to hear from us, and uh, we have one listener who is transitioning to move out to Colorado and wants to know kind of the lowdown on Colorado sports. So, Jamie, you're the local. You're the you're the you're a native. Yep. Give give us a rundown, and then I'll give my outsider uh, who was it on the inside for a little bit perspective. <clears throat> All right. So, um, Colorado sports are an interesting beast, at least compare, especially compared to Oregon. Right. So, in Oregon, you have the Blazers and the the Timbers, but it's really the Blazers and then college. Yeah. Right. It's the Blazers, Ducks, Beeves, um, and that's essentially it you know and then and then you have uh people who are fans of the seahawks or the niners or the mariners or the giants or the a's or you know it's kind of spread out amongst all the other sports colorado has all of the major sports obviously um and college athletics is kind of down at the bottom of that so it's kind of the opposite of oregon in that regard um Colorado sports fandom begins and ends almost with the Broncos. The Broncos are king. This is Broncos country. Um, Always will be. There's almost nothing that can stop that, no matter how terrible they are or how bad they've been the last five years. This place is Broncos first and foremost. Yeah, and and, and from my perspective, um, sports radio – like live talk sports radio is uh tedious to listen to a lot of times because it'll be the Rockies will be in the playoffs and they'll spend five minutes on that and uh the rest of the four hours talking about uh the Broncos injury from a guy on a practice squad. Yeah, so that's the fan. There's Altitude Sports Radio, which is owned by Cronky Sports Network, which is is the owner of the Nuggets and Avs, right? So that sports radio station does a much better job of covering all the sports. But it's still... 104.3 The Fan. Broncos. It's Broncos are first and foremost in yeah. every discussion. So yes. begins and ends with the Broncos. Um, after that, the other three, especially when they're good... I mean, so Denver's just a great sports town in general. That's my yes. perspective. I'm a little bit biased, but uh, no, I agree with that. Denver is a phenomenal sports town. The Nuggets in my childhood were terrible, kind of an afterthought. Um, the Avs have been good essentially since they moved here in 1995. Uh, they won a cup in '96, a cup in 2001. They had a couple pretty bad years in the early 2010s. Uh, but they are back in full force. You know, Avs and Nuggets now are perennial playoff teams. So extremely exciting. Fans show up. They're loud. They're mean. Denver fans are see, kind of see, rude. I don't, I don't, I don't like, for me, like, I see, like, Denver fans outside of Broncos fans as, like, they're, they're, they're passionate, right? And they're loud. But they're not, like, <coughs> rabid. Uh, it's right. not like, like it's, pretty, it's not it's like pretty chill. It's not it's like Philly chill. fans, 
right Philadelphia yeah. fans. Right. Like that's next level. Um there it there's subsets, right? Cuz Denver's kind of a transplant town. So you have your native fans that are very vocal and passionate about the team. And then the rest of the crowd is very passive like you're saying because they're just they're there for the entertainment. They kind of like the team cuz they don't have anybody else to root for. But yeah. you know, it's not in their blood. Right. So you're right. There's it's probably not as rabid fan base other than the Broncos as maybe some other towns. Um they're all enjoyable experiences. Broncos games are next level. So if you if you're going to go to a Broncos game, just prepare yourself cuz that is a serious event. <laughs> um Rockies are um you know, the last 5 years They've been good until this year and last year, really. Um, and the town supports it heavily. Yeah, um, the thing about the Rockies is, good or bad, it's still one of the best ballpark environments in the world just because of the rooftop bar, my dude. We've talked about it on the, the show The rooftop before. bar, the, you know, nights in Denver in the summer are hard to beat. Yeah. It's gorgeous out. It's mid-70s usually. It's dry. It's awesome. Um and there's just no better place to be in Denver in the summer than Coors Field. But that said, as soon as Broncos training camp starts up, the the Rockies become an afterthought. Yeah. For the most part, right? Until they're good. But the Rockies do not have the support of their owner. We've gone over this on the show multiple times. Owner doesn't give a flying rat's ass about winning. Um, and it shows, right? So if yeah. you're a true sports fan... The Rockies will drive you insane. Um, but go to the games. Go to the games. Great atmosphere. Great food. The beer's top-notch. Uh, they have a rooftop bar, like Eli said, that is next level. Um, and it's it's awesome. Uh, the, the Nuggets and Avs finally have the support of their ownership groups, respectively. Same owner. Um, and it shows those teams are phenomenal. Great to yeah. watch. A lot of fun. Deep playoff runs. It's awesome. Uh, Broncos have a terrible ownership situation at the moment, so we'll see what happens there. But, yeah. again, it begins and ends with Broncos. College athletics, you know, the Buffs have had a few breakthrough years. 2016 was one of them that Eli was here for, and it shows when they break through. Folsom gets rocking. It's full. Um, yep. But they also have some terrible years, and they don't get and then the same the stadium's empty. <laughs> so the thing with Denver, if your team's bad, um, there's a lot of other things to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it it's shows. Literally outside of the Broncos, you can tell when a team is bad in the stadium. Yep. And even the Rockies games late summer when they're terrible, it's not packed because yep. they're terrible. And in Colorado, you can do just about anything else you want then go watch a terrible product. Yeah. So um, the teams need to be good. They kind of know they need to be good, and it's starting to show in most cases. Except um, for the Rockies. <laughs> except for the Rockies. So that's kind of my lowdown on Denver sports. Nice lowdown. I like um, it. I really, really truthfully wish that the Buffs were a bigger deal. But because Denver is... 30 minutes away from Boulder and has every major sport. It yep. just, 
unless the Buffs are competing the way they did in 2016, playing for a Pac-12 championship, in the hunt, ranked, all that stuff, it's just not a big deal. Yeah, they don't want to make that 30-minute trip. In a sports game. Right. Um, So. So, a little different than your experience in Portland, uh, but it's a good one. They're all (laughs) they're all great events to go to. I I mean just absolutely enjoy it. Highly recommend going to all of them. Yeah, enjoy it. Hockey game. Anybody coming in, especially from Oregon, where you I mean they have the Winter Hawks, but you don't have NHL hockey. Go to a hockey game. Do it seriously. So great. That is my one, probably my one piece of advice. Go to Coors Field <coughs> and go to an Avs game. That's that's my two pieces. And cool. Folsom is awesome because of the backdrop. It's yeah, Folsom is one of the most beautiful stadiums in the in the country. So yeah. All right, lowdown. That's, that's my one hundred and one. The Colorado sports one hundred and one. Maybe one day we'll give you like one hundred and two or something. We'll <laughs> go a little more in depth about it. Talk the Rams about soccer, suck. Maybe so. Don't don't. Don't pay that, attention, dude. That's Colorado. That's Colorado sports, like four hundred level, where you, you talk about the real <laughs> nitty gritty that you don't really want to know about. Colorado State is an, an absolute dumpster fire when it comes to athletics. Just Gross. trash. Gross. All right. You know what time it is now. I do. It is time for beer of the week. Shoot a do 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 do. Fuck, it's hot. <laughs> Uh, that was good. Boo. There it is. All right. <laughs> uh, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. In honor of Oregon being on fire. <coughs> Thanks. I am drinking a Deschutes beer. I'm Ooh. I'm pulling a full Eli here. Yeah. Yep. So, oh, I even no. recognize the can. I know. I know what you're drinking. I'm drinking Squeezy Rider IPA. I had one of those nope. just the other day. Squeezy Rider West Coast IPA. Yeah, I had that one means. of those. Uh, I went. I went out with a couple friends, and we went to like a a little little food cart pot area, and I had one of those, <laughs> and it was great. Nice. All right, here we go. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Woo. Yeah. Wow. I don't think I've had this. Probably not. I think it's I think it just came out this year. Here's what it says. Effortless effortlessly west coast, whatever that means. Intensely tropical, freshly squeezed, no fruit was harmed in the making of this beer. But they squeezed it. It's they. It's a combination of hops that make it taste fruity, but it's not actually fruit. Oh, Ooh, it's really good. All right, what are you gonna rate it at? Uh, hmm. Man, I love to shoots. So good. Um, I'm guessing if I had this out of the tap or whatever in Oregon, it would taste way better. That's just my feeling that I get drinking this can Uh right now. uh Um, I'm still going to go with a 4.25. This is a really good beer. That's good. Um, So you're going to have to come out here and visit me 
and we're just going to go through a brewery tour because since I've actually lived in the area and I can go to like breweries pretty consistently, um, Deschutes is uh, upper mid tier here. What? I, I I know. Deschutes was my favorite brewery, but now I'm I'm finding other ones, man. That's kind of like me. Avery was my favorite brewery here, and now I just like find little tiny pockets. Yeah, there. I I went to a brewery just the other day. Uh, it just incredible beer, incredible food. It's it's Deschutes is still good. Don't get me wrong. I love me a good Deschutes beer. But you come out here. We'll do a pub crawl. Maybe we'll do some live streaming of it. Oh, and and uh, that is next level out. social media. I don't I know. know if we can do that. Oh, I didn't know my cat was in this room. You were Hi. you were here for four days, and we posted one time on social media. I'm yeah. just saying that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what I have, uh, since you uh, were honoring Oregon. I am honoring. Sorry, the cat snuck in my room somehow. Um, <laughs> I am honoring Colorado. Oh. yeah. Uh, I have from Oscar Blues Brewing in. Uh, I don't know where it's based. Actually, it's it? in Lions. Lions, Colorado. I've got Mama's Little Yellow Pills. That's a great. And, full disclosure: I think this is like one of the first pilsners I ever drank. Yep. So get, get down. Yeah, lions. <clears throat> not bad, not bad. Here we go. Uh, very crisp. Yeah. Very light. Yep. Um, very. It's like it's like a really solid pilsner, and I'm probably gonna rate it lower than a lot of people just because i think having it be my first experience as a pilsner that's my baseline right it's what i compare other pilsners to that's fair so i think i think i'm gonna rate it a three because it is like it is like the, the most standard. average pil- yeah it's like a standard pilsner for me that's fair i've had quite a bit of pilsner in my life and i think that's one of the better at least yeah, mass produced. It's good. Don't it's like crisp. It has a nice, like refreshing. Uh, it, it's it's dry. It's not like too. Yeah. It, like has a clean finish, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of my standard. That's like that's what I think a pilsner like should kind of taste like. Yeah. So. So yeah. Okay, I I have to throw this cat out of this room real quick. Um. So hold on one second, listener. Okay. Jamie, riff about something. I'll I'll transition us a little bit. Oh. Hi, cat. <laughs> We're going to move on now that Eli's cat is out of his room to the Olympics. Hey, coming up trials in like going on. Yeah, but the Olympics are in like 3 weeks. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I'm so excited. The trials are all but over now, I think. Um I haven't looked. I think, I think you're right. I think, I think they're mostly right. over. They had to they had to postpone some of the events. On uh, what was that Sunday in Eugene? Because the yeah, track cause... temperature was like 150 degrees. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. That like you're gonna have people dying if you have them. Yeah, that's why they postponed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's silly. <laughs> they, um, they they uh, they re they resumed when it was just you know a 
a cool 98 degrees outside. You yeah, know? so that's probably 106 on the track. At least. Yeah. Uh, craziness. Um, I, how do you think this is going to go? I have no idea. So Japan's being very cautious about how they're going to proceed with this. I think they finally stated that they're going to have 50% capacity, but they have some crazy rules in place. It's 50% capacity, absolutely no fans, no family, no nothing from out of the country. Um, there's some weird rules like you can't yell. It's like you can attend the event, but you can't cheer. I don't know. I, I this, this is not very weird. This is not official, but that that is what I read earlier. And I don't know if they've backtracked from that a little bit because that would be wild. Just watching fifty yeah. percent capacity stadium that is silent. Yeah, I mean this is this was always going to be one of the least attended Olympics ever. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt um, about it. Just from the very get. Uh, so. I'm not necessarily super surprised. Uh, I'm just wondering how the viewing experience is going to be, right? Because, like, the Olympics are one of my favorite. Like, we talked about this in our top five sporting events every year. We said the Olympics would be in here, but it's not every year, so we didn't put it in there. Yeah. This is seriously one of the most, like, one of the things I look for. I look forward to the Olympics every four years or every yeah. two, depending on so, how you look at it. They they do have a very interesting opportunity to be able to let us hear what Olympic athletes say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I and um, NBCs or Comcast, however you want to look at it, the the coverage of the Olympics is pretty top notch usually. Yeah. Um, like like, and they could even take it next level. They've had they've had over a year to prepare for this now. Yeah. And the way that it's going to be, you know, post-COVID. Like, could you imagine, like, listening to a, a, a fencer talking to his oh, coach mid-round? Oh, man. That like, would be cool. so cool. How cool. Like, or, like, when, when swimmers are, like, talking strategy on a relay, like, you get to hear it. Like, that shit Or just hear them so screaming cool. at each other when they're making the turn or something. Yeah, like, that kind of shit would be dope. So I think they have a very unique opportunity to make this one of the coolest covered Olympics ever, right? It won't probably be as exciting because we won't have like the fan hype in the back. I, but you know, I was thinking about this. How much in Olympics do the fans actually make a difference? I don't think it's a lot. I don't know. I really I mean, don't. Sw- I think swimming. I think swimming. It does. Swimming, you can kind of hear it, but Rowdy Gaines doing his. Th- I I hear Rowdy Gaines more. I, the fact that <laughs> I know the name of a swimming announcer says all that you need to know about Fair. who he is and what he is to the sport. I mean, yeah. he's seriously m- maybe the most excitable announcer ever, and it is incredible. Yeah. I will watch Olympic swimming solely because of that man. Yes, he gets so hyped, and it is the best. Um, <laughs> So honestly, I don't know. Like, I mean, like the hunt, the hundred meter dash or whatever. I, I don't like the fans are there and they're loud and the the runners interact with them after, but the race itself isn't impacted by fans. 
Yeah, I don't. I I honestly don't know the answer to that. Like I think maybe the soccer Olympic soccer will be weird. Weird. That right. Would be very Olympic weird. baseball and softball. Now that it's back, that'll be a little weird without fans being able to cheer if that's actually true. Yeah. Um, beach volleyball, maybe. Maybe. Um, ten meter air pistol. <laughs> Do the fans the get into events? that? <laughs> okay, so what's your favorite of like kind of the niche events? Of the niche events, the, yeah, the, like, like not like not like swimming, track and field, you know, like the major like basketball, none of those, like the full does on beach niche volleyball event. count. Uh, I would say that's not niche. I, uh, most most people like watch that. I think. Okay, like favorite one that if you go, oh, I, I get really into this. People like go, <laughs> what? I have mine, and it's fencing. I, I do get into the I love watching. I do get into the fencing. I I do. Um, I watch a lot of fencing during the Olympics. It's like the I Winter Olympics, the like curling for me. I I watch the yeah shit yeah out of curling. Yep. I think we're I think we're the same on this because I I do like I watch fencing. I mean I watch all of it. Like I pretty much have the Olympics on twenty four seven during mm-hmm. the Olympics. Like yeah. it's. I watched the shit out of the Olympics. <laughs> Ooh, kayak is cool too. Oh, they yeah, they did have that. Yeah, dude. They're all cool. It is, I it pretty is much cool. watch anything that's on. To be fully honest with you, I, I mean, honestly, like the air pistol stuff is probably the worst event. Uh, yeah. This is boring to watch. It's whatever. It's not good television. Yeah. <laughs> Do you watch like so? Uh, how do you feel about like baseball and softball being back in the Olympics? Love I'm it. torn on all these. I you love it. it. You love, love it. Love it. I, I. It's hard for me, right? Because like I watch the Olympics, be kind of because it's sports that I don't normally watch. Like it's just a cool thing. Like every four years, I get super hyped and patriotic and whatever for these sports that I normally just don't give a flying fuck about. Yeah. There's, like I normally mean, I don't care how fast you can fucking swim. It's what you do before you die. Like whatever. I don't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like you swim to stay alive. That's what you do in water, but watching Olympic swimming and watching that, that Michael Phelps relay in 2012, I was fucking jumping up and down and screaming at the top of my lungs after that. So here, here's here's the thing. It, that doesn't go away, right? Because, like basketball. Oh, so it's just like an ad to you. You well, like, yeah, yeah. Like so, so basketball is. Uh, I mean, basketball has been in the Olympics for for a long Forever. time. Forever, yeah. And 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 that's that takes a back seat for me. Yeah, true. Do you watch that's a true. lot of Olympic basketball? No, nope. no, I, I don't, don't think a whole lot of people do. No. It's cool when America wins it every year, but like, um, like you don't watch a whole lot of Olympic basketball. I watch the other shit. No, you're right. Um, and so I think it's gonna be kind of the same thing where it's like I'll watch it because it's it's fun. Yeah, and it's on, but like it, it's not t- it's not a main event for me. Softball, I'll probably watch more softball. Honestly. I will def. I'm I'm definitely stoked about softball, but uh, again, like. We don't watch a lot of professional softball because it's yeah, not exactly. accessible. Well, like, like um, it's like it's like the golf too. That's a more mainstream event in America. That took a backseat in Brazil. Oh yeah, big time. Like, big time. It's also interesting because, like, 
especially the the basketball, like you mentioned it, in the Olympics, like it used to be like the dream team. Like it used to be the best of the best played on the Olympic team, and that is just not the case anymore. I mean, it's still a lot of the best players, but uh, uh, this 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 Olympics is definitely less than the last few, right? Let's see. Oh yeah, like I know. I, like, okay, this is it. a pretty okay. I lied. This is yeah. pretty star studded. <laughs> it's a stacked team. <laughs> this is pretty stacked. I mean, it so it doesn't have LeBron, right? But Okay, yeah, this is, it has KD, Devin Booker, Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton, Bradley Beal, yeah, Bam Adebayo. Yeah, this is a pretty stacked team. Yeah. Did you see, wait a minute, I have this, this is random side note, and this kind of pissed me off. Um, Did you see, I think it was Jalen Rose. Don't quote me on that. I don't honestly remember who it was. Uh, it wasn't Jalen Rose. That's wrong. There was some ESPN analyst, I think, that went off on the Olympic basketball team because Kevin Love's on the team as the token white guy, and they absolutely roasted the Olymp- the committee, whoever made this team because they wouldn't put an all black team out on the court. And that has happened at least four times that there's been an all black <laughs> basketball team. So he I was I literally don't even know if I want to give that the time of day on our podcast. It was unreal. That, and then, and I, then I can just leave that at ludicrous. And then even worse, he deleted the tweet and then he backtracked to say that somebody hacked his account to write that. Uh, it's okay. People, when whenever these sports people or really any celebrity of any kind says something shitty, they always backtrack it in "I got hacked" or "I didn't know what it meant." Fuck that. Own up to your fucking. Be like, yeah, I fucked up. I got hacked, and the person who hacked me said something that I would say. That's yeah. That's what he's trying to. Play it, was it, like, off it was like as. the, it was like the, the uh, Myers Leonard thing when he said he said a Jewish slur on his uh, on his Twitch, and it, I I, I yeah, called exactly. it to my, my buddy. I said, "Look, guarantee he comes out with a tweet that says he doesn't know what that fucking meant." Yep, guarantee. Yep, you know what that fucking meant. Yeah, like, you know, you know Just what it own meant. It. You Be like, hey, I said something shitty. I'm sorry. Like I've got I gotta try to learn and get better. Like I, I like. Yeah, maybe I like maybe like I didn't know the impact of that. That's different. But he's like, I didn't know what it meant. No, fuck you. You know what that means. Yeah, and there was another. And then it happened again the other day. I think it was, I think the Celtics just hired a their black a black head coach, and they said it was the first, like, completely forgetting that they had (laughs) Bill Russell, like one of the first black head coaches in the NBA <laughs> and just like, God, it, guys, stop. You don't need to be Skip Bayless and just be shock journalists all the time. Yeah. Just, just stop fucking, it. You uh, don't have to do that. That That's the Why? right now in journalism though. Oh yeah. Get as many it, clicks it, and likes clicks. and retweets clicks as, and you, want, as yep. you can. That's what it is. It's fucking annoying. Sorry. It really Rant is. over. And Kevin loves a good basketball player. It's not like he doesn't deserve to be on the Olympic team. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. God. That was a ridiculous statement. Anyway, moving along. 
just stupid. Yeah. I mean, our next segment is the NBA. So we could talk about that. Thank you. I'll just have to kiss myself. Mwah. Um, <laughs> so what do you, what do you want to talk about first? There's a lot to talk about here. There's a lot to talk about. Let's, let's, let's start with the current series, right? And okay. one of them just ended. The Suns just beat the Clippers tonight and the Suns have moved on to the NBA finals. That's exciting. I, I love it, man. I, I, I love cool, it. I've, I've watched quite a bit of that series, actually. I thought I was going to be done with the NBA after the Nuggets said. I said I'm not all that into it. I've watched quite a bit of this series, and I tell you what, the Suns are really fucking good. Yeah. They're real fucking good. I will eat my shit on this. We thought the Lakers were just going to run away with the West. A thousand percent wrong. Turns out, not even remotely. Not even close. And the Suns are the real deal. They are legitimate. And it's pretty awesome. Yeah, now now we just got to figure out who they're playing. You know? oh, wait, no. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute what? Wait a minute what? Oh, yeah, no. The, it hasn't updated yet. I'm pretty oh. sure they just won that series, right? One, yeah, two, no, they did. The three, Suns, four. yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, they. Won I that. just look. I was looking at the NBA schedule and it showed the game on Friday, LA versus Phoenix. I was like, "This is over." Oh anyway, no, yeah, <laughs> it is over. It says if necessary, not necessary. Uh, the other series, the the Hawks and Bucks, is tied two two, and I can't tell you what's going to happen in that series. That no is idea. Flip flopped. Well, Giannis is out. Now. Yeah, but there's no structural damage. So, yeah. we don't know. They haven't stated how long he's out. But he's definitely out for game five. Yes. And that would make... let. I mean, if Giannis <laughs> can't play, Atlanta's going to win the series. I, I think I think no matter what, at this point, if uh, if they get into an elimina- elimination game, Giannis is playing. Probably, yeah. Although, is he um, trying to play in the Olympics on the Greece team? I mean, yeah, he probably will, but but maybe not if he's in the finals. Well, like, that's what I'm saying. He's not going to throw the NBA finals to play on the Greece team. Guaranteed, dude. Yeah, not that's true. Not a fucking chance. Yeah, he will say, true. sorry, Greece, you're fucked. Like, <laughs> there's yeah, not a chance true. that he passes up the NBA finals for that. That's true. So, um, kind of going back to the other series, uh, have you seen Patrick Beverly's behavior? Uh, I've seen it in the past. I don't think I know what you're. So, so Patrick Beverly, for those who don't know, is one of the chippiest and dirtiest players in the NBA. Dirtiest he, is the way to put it. He, yeah. uh, he like dives at players' knees. Like he tries to hurt people. Uh, yeah. he's just kind of an all around dick. Yeah. Uh, like it, 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 he actually did something tonight too, but uh, in I think game five, uh, he knocked Chris Paul over, yep. and um, like Chris Paul obviously acted a little bit like he was going. It was it was clearly like a flagrant foul, right? Yeah. A clear flagrant foul, but not um, playing the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was a Patrick Beverly foul, 
Yeah. Um, and Chris Paul, like he, he acted it up a little bit, but not mm-hmm. too bad. And then Patrick Beverly runs around the court pretending like Chris Paul just totally flopped and stuff, just being a dick. And then tonight, once the, once the Clippers were eliminated, Patrick Beverly fucking just walks up and shoves Chris Paul in the back. Yeah. Uh, at some point, this guy, he, his career is going to be shorter than it probably should be based on his talent. He right. he is a top tier defender. Yeah. A hundred percent. If he just played basketball, okay. I'm not just saying shut up and play basketball. This is a totally different argument, right? I'm just saying if he, if he actually dirty. played basketball and wasn't a dirty player, he would be a top tier defender in the league. He still is, but he's he has baggage. Yeah. Um and it's gonna cut his career short because teams are gonna be sick of it where they would probably take his talent still, but he's going to get to a point in his career that the it's shit that comes with, with Patrick Beverly does not make up for his talent on the court. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's it's, like, it's, it's annoying. Things, it's it's like, the kind stop, of shit dude. that it's, yeah, it's really dumb. Why You're a professional basketball player, not a fucking 12 year old kid on the blacktop. Like, and if you are a 12 year old kid on the blacktop, don't do that shit either. Just yeah. like don't be a dick. I don't know. <laughs> just, just stop being a dick. Like, <laughs> it doesn't seem that hard to me. Uh, sometimes it's kind of hard, <laughs> but not all the time. Like Patrick Beverly, not Patrick when you're Beverly playing a sport Dame like Lillard's that. Knee one time on purpose. Oh yeah, no, he's totally he's guy. a dirty player. Yep. Yep. Don't like it. Hundred percent. He's one of my um, favorite players in the NBA. I agree with you. Um rule changes coming in the NBA. Did you see these? I did not. Um, you're going to like them. So, okay. This, this is unofficial, but this is what they're, I mean, they can't make these changes till the season's over. Right. So, but this is what has been reported is coming. They're going to say <clears throat> here, here's, I'm just going to read this. They're going to say these actions uh, officials will be trained to look out for and be, can be ruled an offensive foul going forward. When a shooter launches or leans into a defender at an Fuck abnormal yeah. angle, Fuck that yeah. is now an offensive foul. Fuck yeah. When a shooter kicks his legs up or to the side at an abnormal angle. Fuck yeah. When an offensive player abruptly veers off his path sideways or backwards into a defender. Good. Those are the three big ones. Okay, so what, basically what they're getting rid of is the pump fake jump into somebody. No, okay. Pump fake jump into somebody, yes. Not pump fake and then shoot while the guy's in the air and get fouled. Yeah, but they're see, not getting rid of that. That's never been the case in that scenario. Not anymore. It used to be. That yeah. used to be the case when, you know, refs didn't blow the whistle for blowing air on somebody. Turns out we're having a thunderstorm over here. <laughs> we want to get this. We want to get this room. I might lose power, dude. That was a big thunder strike. Woo! <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, so I, these are all good moves. I I kind of wish they just made it no whistle. I get I get making it an offensive foul, right? Because you're really truly discouraging it. 
I just wish they would not blow the whistle. The whistle's blown too much as it is in an NBA I, game. Yeah, I know. I like. I think. I think they're using it uh, as an offensive foul to totally discourage it. Oh, it's a thousand percent. Because even if it's no whistle, people are still going to try to do it. Like just I to know. Trick the ref. It just annoys me. Yeah, I. I. But that is my. That is literally my least favorite part of the NBA is the jumping into somebody else. Awkward. Like, and, and like even when Dame does it, pisses me off. You 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 pump fake. The guy goes into the air. He even jumps off to your left a little bit. You jump into them. You're creating the contact. That should be a foul on you. I agree with you. I agree with you. It's stupid. I totally and get your argument that, that they just do less it. less. I just penalties. I, my problem with the NBA. I I have a problem with that. Don't get me wrong. And all the flopping and complaining that players do drives me fucking crazy. Um, and I'm the first to admit that Nikola Jokic is maybe the worst at it. But, um. My my biggest problem with the NBA is the amount of power the officials have over the game already. Yeah. So now you're giving them more judgment calls to make that I don't it just seems like more <laughs> potential for an absolute fucking disaster call at some yeah. point. Yeah. And it's going to happen because it happens every year. It yep. just it annoys the shit out of me. Yeah, it's, the uh, the, the NFL's going state. through the same thing. The NFL is going through the same thing. This is not the NFL of the 1990s. You know, you you look at a guy the wrong way and it's a flag. Yeah. It's the same deal, right? And so, I don't know. I all this all, the pace of play in every sport is an issue in my opinion. I um, I can't just get off my lawn. Yeah. That's that's your opinion. Yes, <laughs> this is my old man sports take. Yeah. Pace of play in sports is ridiculous right now. Yeah. Um more NBA news. Did you see Scottie Pippen was on the Dan Patrick show and basic, he was kind of baited into it, but really didn't shy away from it. He basically called Phil Jackson a racist. I saw that and I, like, obviously he was on the receiving end of this. Like, so basically he's saying that, um, that uh, Phil Jackson called a final shot um, for Tony uh, Kukoch for Tony Kukoch instead of Scottie Pippen. Um, And and Scottie Pippen was so, uh, this is historic. We we all have seen this. Scottie Pippen took himself out of the game because he was so mad. He didn't get the last shot. So now he's saying it's because of racial stuff. Um, I I don't know. Uh, Scotty Pippen of late has just been a crybaby bedwetter to me. And there is absolutely no evidence or nobody else coming to Scotty Pippen's back here saying that Phil Jackson's racist. Nobody. Yeah. So, and Scotty Pippen, even in... Even in uh, the last dance, you know the the documentary about the Bulls. Yeah, Scottie Pippen was kind of a whiny bitch that whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's it wasn't the Scottie Pippen show. So and he talks about himself in the third person, and it's he just kind of he's just kind of gone off the deep end. In yeah, my yeah, when, when I when I saw like the quote, I was just kind of like, I don't I don't necessarily maybe stuff will start. I like let's say. Let's say let's put it this way. Um, 
unless it gets corroborated, I'm just going to think it's a grudge thing rather than a racial thing. Yeah, I mean, so so th- here's how the interview went. And if you if you want to watch it, it's Dan Patrick interview with Scotty Pippen. Just look it up. It's really it's a phenomenal interview job by Dan Patrick, who always does yep. top tier in the industry. He's phenomenal. Uh, he's he's um, god tier uh, yeah. sports radio host. Yep. <laughs> yep. And um so Scotty Pippen was the one that said it was a racial move, right? That was his quote. It was a racial yeah. move to give Tony Kukoc the last Scott shot instead of Scotty Pippen, who was, you know, in the MVP race and all this stuff. And he was talking about himself in the third person. It was very awkward. And then Dan Patrick said, by saying it was a racial move, you're calling Phil Jackson a racist. That was that was Dan Patrick's statement after that. And Scotty Pippen said, I don't have a problem with that. And then Dan said, do you think Phil was a racist? And he said, oh, yeah. He straight up called Phil Jackson a racist. Unless There's just nobody. There is nobody out there coming to his support. Shaquille O'Neal was asked about it last night on Inside the NBA or whatever, the post, pre and post game show for the Bucks and uh Hawks game and he was not going to come to Scotty Pippen's support on that. Um <laughs> I think it was Al Horford just came out in support of Phil Jackson. Uh I just there's no evidence to support the claim that Phil Jackson's a racist. Yeah. Other I, than Scotty Pippen being butt hurt that he didn't get the final shot 25 years ago. Fair. <laughs> you know, I, I like to hold that kind of grudge too. So, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I like Scotty Pippen a lot. Liked. I'm um, starting to not because he's just kind of turning into a whiny, grumpy old man. He's a diva. He's a diva. Total diva. He belongs in the NFL as a wide yeah. receiver. So, um, ready for this transition? <clears throat> so, speaking of things that happened 20 years ago. Uh, <laughs> so, Chauncey Billups uh, got hired as the Blazers head coach. Yep. Uh, it is a fairly controversial hire. Especially in Portland. Especially in Portland. Uh, the news came out. Uh, I, Portland as a city uh, really wanted Becky Hammond. Yeah. Not only because it would be the first female coach in NBA history, which would be a really cool thing for the city of Portland, but also she's an incredibly qualified candidate who has commanded the respect of the league over the last however long she's been a coach, five, six years, whatever it's been. Yeah. Um, incredibly talented coach. I wanted Becky Hammond personally, uh-huh. but hey, um, Dame had said some things about uh, wanting Chauncey Billups or Jason Kidd. He wanted a former player, uh, NBA player, because uh, Becky Hammond was a WNBA player for a while. Um, great career. And um, so the Blazers went with Chauncey Billups. Um, <coughs> Chauncey Billups has uh 20 like I, I think in like 95 or something like that had a had a sexual assault charge against him it's kind of a weird deal kind of a weird deal he settled out of court um generally that's not a good look if you settle out of court uh generally means you don't have enough evidence to say no um it, it, this one's tough right <coughs> Um, because Dame had kind of said that he wanted 
one of these coaches. So people are kind of well now the fan base is kind of blaming Dame for this hire, which is um, kind of fair, but also kind of not because Neil Oshie still made the 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 hire at the end of the day. Um, but now they're just alienating Dame because he didn't know that Chauncey Billups had this stuff. A- anyways, um, I'm not a huge fan of the hire. Like I think he'll do a fine job. Uh, I just I. I thought like Becky Hammond was the better candidate all around, uh, but you know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. So in that case, there's like I think it was five guys or something like that, and it was back when he was on the Pistons, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't really, I don't know the full details. I do know that he wasn't the main, like perpetrator in the case it was some like yeah. it was this like weird big i don't know it was it's definitely sketchy at best and definitely don't condone any of that but at the same time i mean i here's the other problem i have with this whole thing when he was announced yesterday by the blazers and had a press conference he was being asked about this his Exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. The case in 1997, what happened, blah, blah, blah. And he was, he answered the question, something about how it shaped him and it changed his whole mentality about life and all this stuff and how it has completely changed his outlook. And like, basically, you know, it was the biggest mistake I ever made and I have learned from it and become a better person, blah, blah, blah. And there was a follow-up question that was asked by a reporter and the Blazers PR department shut it down. He was leaning into the mic to answer the question. And the Blazers PR, whoever was mediating the inner, the press conference said, you're not answering that. I have a bigger problem with that than the hire. Yeah. If you're going to well, hire the guy, it, it, he no has secret. to be able to stand up for himself. He did, clearly stood up for himself to you. You did all this background research. The Blazers are saying they did this huge, you know, in-depth um, inside investigation into whatever happened in this case. Mm-hmm. And and Chauncey was up front with all of it, and apparently his story matches with all the sources that they have, and and everything was good with them. So if it's good with you, let him explain it to the people who are upset about this. I don't yeah. know. I have a bigger uh, the, the, problem the sh- with that. So... The Blazers organization is kind of not great right now. <laughs> Neil Olshey is bad. If anything showed, Neil Olshey should is he should be fired. I, I mean, he all the trades he made absolutely flopped the playoffs for us. Yes, I, I mean he traded away Gary Trent Jr. for Norman Powell. Gary Trent Jr. was effective in the playoffs last year. Norman Powell was absolutely nothing in the playoffs this year. Yeah, he was a shill. Didn't do a thing. Um, so like, I don't know, like, obviously I, I, I'm still going to root for the Blazers. Um, I, I kind of wish they would just let him answer that question. Like let him air the piece to the, the he was people. ready to, it's not like he yeah. didn't want to, he was ready to answer that question. And that that kind of shows you that he's, he's ready to be upfront and honest with the people about it. Like, let him do it. Even if it's a bad answer, people are already pissed off. Fuck it. What, what are they going to get more pissed off that you hired him? Yeah, I don't know. No, they're not. Like, 
I mean, I, I have people, I have friends in Oregon that are lifelong Blazer fans that are saying they're not going to root for the Blazers because it's higher. I don't know if I agree with that or not. It's your choice. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I have said on this show, I'm all about second chances and one mistake's not going to ruin your whole life. The same token, there are mistakes that you can make that can ruin your whole life. I yeah. don't know. We don't know actually what happened in this case. Yeah. So let's be fully upfront with that. That is a hundred percent factual. We do not know for a fact what Chauncey Billups involvement was in whatever had transpired yeah. that night. We don't know for a fact. We don't. And it wasn't didn't go to court. We don't know. So whatever you're upset about is speculative. So let's get that out. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not a good look. I'm I don't like it. I'm not condoning yeah. whatever happened that night, but we don't know. So to sit there and say that this guy should be condemned for his whole life for something that may or may not have transpired in a certain way is just not right. Yeah. If it yeah, did I, happen, then fuck him. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, for sure. Uh, I just, I don't know, like, you're right, you're right. I just, for me, like, and this isn't the biggest thing. Obviously, if he, if it was as bad as some people think it is, then fuck him. Uh, but like for me at the end of the day, it's like, he was the less qualified candidate. He's been coaching for one year under time. Yeah, it's Lou. hard. It's hard to tell. It's, it's, it's hard. To, I mean, yes. From an outsider's perspective, not interviewing these guys and not talking yeah. to them. Yes. He is the less qualified. Becky Hammond should have this job based on what we know. True. Um, and Anyways. I, it, it does surprise me a little because of, of all the places to hire Becky Hammond, the first female head coach in NBA history, Portland seems like the place. Seems like the right fit to do it, but here we are. Portland, Golden State, that's, you At know, the day, progressive I cities. Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would have been a shit, shit that show. That would have been bad. That would have been bad. I'm glad it's not Mike D'Antoni, but um, Yeah. We'll see what happens with the Blazers. It'll be interesting. I'm not super optimistic right now. You're not quite as upset as I was when the Rockies traded away Nolan. So you're a step above me, who was full-blown, fuck this mode. Well, here's the thing. I'm still going to root for the Blazers. Um, I just, I'm not really optimistic on the direction, the direction of, the of the franchise. Yeah. Yep. I think I think we're way, I I legitimately at this point I think we're going to waste Dame's career which is really sad. Well, at some point he's going to be out and go yeah. get his I, and I don't I honestly don't think it's going <clears> to <throat> that much further along. No. So, we'll see. Kay. We'll see. Moving along to baseball. Let's baseball is all over the place right now. Uh, we talked a couple weeks ago about the sticky substance situation that they're dealing with that was all started because of a TikTok account, which, you know, Gen Z is fucking wild. I don't know. Just crazy <laughs> how these people are influencing sports. Um, it they The MLB in true MLB form has responded to this in the worst fucking way possible. It was absolutely bungling. 
just absolute trash. <laughs> and for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, basically the umpires have the right and take full advantage of said right to check the pitcher's gloves, hat, belt, whatever, anytime they want, essentially, in between innings when they're going to the dugout. And um, this is just stupid because... <laughs> they checked the... Like, what was the Pirates pitcher? They checked him three times because he was having a good game. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> last night, Herman Marquez for the Rockies, little segue here, threw a one-hitter. He had a no-hitter through eight in Coors Field, the most hitter-friendly park maybe of all time, not because of altitude, you fucking idiots, because <laughs> it's cavernous and huge. Yep. He had a no-hitter through eight. I didn't. I wasn't able to watch the whole game. But I can only imagine how many times he got checked. And some guys are being total babies about it. Trevor Bauer is one of them. Um, Matt Takimoto, friend of the show, <laughs> did the Mighty Ducks episode for us, said that um, the MLB needs to do away with these checks for everybody but Trevor Bauer because he's a <laughs> fucked hard. He's also a Giants fan, and Trevor Bauer's on the, the Dodgers, so... Take it that for yeah, what it's a worth. grain of salt there, man. Um, <laughs> I think Trevor Bauer is kind of funny with his stuff because you know the first thing that Trevor Bauer did after they sent this memo was he took he took sweat off of his hair and squeezed the rosin bag that they have at the back of the mound and then put a baseball in his hand and held his hand up and the baseball just stuck to his hand. He said, "Is this illegal or legal?" And baseball's just sitting yeah. there on his hand upside down. <laughs> and he's like, this is fucking stupid. What are we doing? Uh, like, I, so I a, anyway, it's dumb. There's been one ejection. It was a Mariners pitcher the other day had something on his glove. Um, I I don't. Uh, <laughs> the, then there's video like this. I think it was the same TikTok account that outed all these pitchers. Like, found video footage of a catcher that now has it on his glove because the umps don't catch, get the yeah. catcher's glove, so the <laughs> catcher gets the ball all tacky and throws it back to the pitcher. <laughs> They're going to find a way to do this. Next, it's going to be on the infield, the first baseman's glove who touches it. Like, yeah. they're, if they want to do it, they're going to fucking do it. If you catch them in the middle of the game, toss them, whatever. Yeah. Don't do these stupid checks between every inning where guys are like pulling their pants down in the middle of the field because <laughs> they think this is the dumbest thing ever. I think that's which it hilarious. Side oh, it is. It is. The pitchers are winning this. Yeah, a hundred percent. But just at Rob Manfred, you're you're next, buddy. Mike Emmert, fuck you. Rob Manfred, Stop. keep your eyes open, buddy. Stop. We're coming for you after we get Mike Emmert out of there. Can we talk about something fun in baseball? Yes. Okay. Let's talk about the home run derby. I am attending. Thank Fuck you. you forever. Thank Fuck you. you forever. I'm a, I'm attending I'm the home run derby. It's in Coors Field. I hope they don't put the balls in the humidor. I want to see some 800 foot home runs. They're pretty dope. They're pretty dope. Yeah. Um. So they have half the field set currently. Yes. Um. And uh, amongst those are local favorite Trevor Story. Yep. And I think the headliner this year so far is Shohei Otani. No think about it. He is definitely the headliner. I This guy is 
absolutely he's an alien insane he's he's not a human <laughs> I don't i've know. never seen I, anything like this no it is absolutely absurd what we're he is a, dooming on a baseball we're field. at a point in the season where all-stars are resting that the days that he is pitching against them yep because he's that good on the mound and then he's an everyday player yeah tonight he started on the mound and was batting lead off so so <laughs> stupid um Will he go down as one of the greatest players ever? Uh, is he, this is, is going to be one of the greatest seasons ever. Is I he, can't... If he continues kind of on this path, right? Obviously, he might not be able to get this kind of production every year. But if he stays relatively the same, is he the Babe Ruth of our generation? Uh, yes. I agree. Yeah, because nobody else is doing what he's doing. Literally. Yeah. And nobody probably will. With how specialized the sport has become, I mean, you have guys that become specialized pitchers in high school nowadays, right? They have determined at 17 years old that they are a pitcher. Mm -hmm. They don't hit. Yeah. Then that continues in college, or they just go straight to the pros, and then they stop swinging the bat. Shohei Otani is the home run leader in Major League Baseball. He has 28 <laughs> home runs. I thought Vladdy was. Nope. Shohei hit two last night. <laughs> two home runs. And then he pitched today and batted leadoff today. But he has He's 28 insane. home runs. Vladdy, Vlad Jr. has 26. Wow. That's insane. Okay, so he is clearly the MVP. No year, doubt right? about it. I, it, I don't it, know where he is on the ERA list. I'm going to try to find him here. At this point, it doesn't even matter. He is an ace, right? Like, yeah. he is the best pitcher on the Angels. He's the best player on the Angels, which is fucking crazy to say because they have Mike Trout. Yeah. But he's hurt, so. So, and on the other side, a pretty clear MVP is Jacob deGrom. Yep. Those no doubt two, about it. Two pitchers as uh, MVPs. Do you know the last time that happened? And I'm fairly certain maybe the only time it's ever happened. I was going to say never. So, um, I see one time right now. <coughs> I'll I'll check the list here. Um, I think it maybe it's only ha maybe. Hold on, hold on. This happened one time. Oh no, twice. Nope, one time. One time in MLB history. Mm -hmm. Can you take even remotely a guess at this? Um, year, I'll give you within three of the year. Plus or minus three years. And if you can name one of the pitchers, I will... I, I don't, I'm not going to make a bet on this because I keep losing bets. But not, I'll, I'll I give you all I the I honestly don't world. know. It was 1968. Wow. Denny McLean of the Detroit Tigers and Bob Gibson of the St. Louis Cardinals. Yep. That is the only time it, uh, two pitchers have ever won the award in the same year. To be fair, I don't think Shohei's going to win the MVP because of his pitching. I mean, he's a great pitcher. He has a 2.58 ERA. Uh, he's, uh, he's ridiculous. Um, what's his record? Win-loss. 
He's three and one. So he, yeah, I mean, he doesn't have a lot of wins or losses, but 2.58 ERA is nothing to balk at. But the fact that he's doing what he's doing at the dish with those pitching numbers is just silly. Yeah. Absolutely. It's stupid. Insane. And it, again, we talked about this. These aren't just like dink and dunk home runs, these are like 480 foot bombs. I think yeah, he has the longest home run in the league so far this year. 470 feet. I think he does, feet. too. It's just absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's so hard to believe. I, I am so stoked to watch him in the home run derby. It's going to be... I wish Vlad Jr. and Fernando Tatis Jr. were in it. Uh, they have both said that they're not, which is unfortunate. But get, like, Aaron Judge in there. Get some of these guys that just hit the ball a fucking mile and a yeah. half. Get Giancarlo like in the there, last, fuck it. Well, like the last time it was in Denver, you had Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Ken Griffey Jr., and they were hitting like 530-foot home runs. Yeah. Off the rock pile. <laughs> That'd be nuts. That'd be nuts yeah. to watch. I'll so. be there. Just saying. Shut the fuck up, dude. Ugh. <laughs> I quit the podcast. <laughs> Go ahead. Do the NHL. I'll sit here it's and wait. It's going to be a must-watch. <laughs> NHL, um, I it's crazy to me that the Montreal Canadiens are in the Stanley Cup Finals and not the Vegas Golden Knights, and it kind of pisses me off because the Avs lost to a team that didn't even make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, which just sucks. Stop looking at me like that. Fuck you. <laughs> I quit the podcast, dude. <laughs> quit it. <laughs> um, but anyway... The Montreal Canadiens are in the Stanley Cup Finals against Tampa Lightning. The Lightning just took a 2-0 lead in that series tonight. Uh, series it, lightning mo- series. it moves now to Montreal, right? So Tampa Bay won their two home games. We'll see if Montreal can pull any out. Tampa Bay w- won those games pretty convinci- convincingly. Um, Andre Vasilevsky, I hope I said that name right, Goalie for Tampa Bay is playing out of his fucking mind. Hot so goalie. I, I don't see any way that Montreal comes back in this. So Canada's dry spell of the Stanley Cup continues, in my opinion. Cool. I quit the podcast. So <laughs> You're the one that moved away, bro. You could you very easily. No, no, no. You, you could. We regard this. You could very easily have got tickets to the home run derby, and gone yourself. But you don't live here anymore, so that's your own damn fault. Don't be pissed at me because you. you moved away. I can be irrationally pissed at whoever the fuck I want to be irrationally pissed <laughs> off at, Jamie. <laughs> Jesus. All right, you get the buzzer beater now. For being a, I think you know what it's going to be. I know. You no, wanna, actually, I get the buzzer beater. Dude, now. Nope, I get the buzzer think, beater. Okay. It's my buzzer beater. Fans, <laughs> thanks for being here, listener. I guess I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I love you. I don't know about Jamie's sitting on his throne over there. I guess instead of loving you guys, I love you though. Appreciate you. Uh, follow us on social medias. Uh, we actually kind of post sometimes now. Um, well, mostly Jamie, but uh, you know, I'm I, I do some and um. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, please uh, tell your friends about us. If uh, if you don't want to do that, then uh, we're just happy you're here. So, Jamie. I don't know if we're going to
going to the home run derby, baby. Woo!
You should definitely edit out whatever I just did. It was what? <laughs> What'd you do? Nothing, basically. No, it was terrible. <laughs> You'll hear it. In, okay. You'll hear it in post-production. Maybe. Maybe I won't listen that far. <laughs> you need to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right.